0: Hello and welcome to Freedom and Four Paws, the show where we hear inspiring stories from amazing people travelling the world and living their best life, often with their pets in tow.
1: From slow mads to digital nomads, house and pet sitters, expats and families with their dogs on the road. In this podcast, find out how travel can truly set you free.
0: We are very thrilled to have the lovely Beth on the line today, Cooper. Now she's a fellow Australian, so that's lovely to to see. And like many Australians who you talk to and meet overseas, she's a prolific traveller. She is a house sitter and she's a freedom enthusiast. We love those. Um, Thanks for joining us today, Beth. Whereabouts are you in the world? No, thank you for having me. I'm in
2: London right now, cold and uh, dreary, London.
0: (laughs) Grim, but it's
2: one of our homes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So you're a prolific uh, traveller, Beth. What does that mean?
2: I think it means that I haven't yet found my second home outside of Australia. Yeah, (laughs) I think that there's you know a lot in the world that I want to see, and I still uh, I'm searching for that uh,
1: that that next place. Yeah. So you're traveling by yourself, are you, Beth, at the moment?
2: I am. Yeah. I left Australia four years ago by myself, and here I am still four years later. When I think
1: of a solo traveller, I think of somebody who's super confident, Mm. knows who they are as a person, what they like, what they uh, dislike. I had a time once when I was younger, very green, had no idea what I was doing, and I was doing a bit of solo travelling through Singapore, and I was hopeless. Um, I wasn't very confident. (laughs) I didn't um, strike out conversations with the locals. I didn't know any of the language. Now I have some sort of basics, and thank goodness I have Sarah to lead me around these days. Um, So tell us about your story so far. Yeah.
2: yeah Yeah, I think it's so interesting that you are you say that you know we have to be confident I think it's definitely something that you learn in the space of traveling I think when you start by yourself as you said it is like caught in the in the headlights the deer in the headlights and it is a bit of a shock but then as you continue doing it your confidence goes from zero to 100 so quickly it's insane um for myself I started by moving to Canada. That was the first big step. That was, um, I'll, I'll call it a quarter-life crisis. That's probably what it was. I Googled, you know, where can Australians move to? Um, and uh, and it said UK, it said New Zealand. And, you know, as anyone from Australia knows, that's basically Australia 2.0, both of those places. <laughs> so we decided Canada was the best bet. And uh, I applied for the visa and it came through. And then suddenly it was very real, you know, something suddenly you actually had to follow through with uh, what you had done. Um, And so I headed over there just before COVID and unfortunately, you know, got stuck there a little bit through COVID. Oh, did you? Wow. Yeah, yeah. I headed uh, the January 1st, 2020. So I had about a month before everything shut down. Um, But, you know, I think that helped as well in a sense, because once you can get through that, you can really get through anything, right? That's the worst. I was. I was very fortunate and I did hit it hard. As soon as I landed, pretty much the first focus was to look for a job. Um, And I was very lucky in that sense. The job remained throughout COVID. Um, It was working in the education industry. So I was just so thankful. And, you know, I stuck it out. And then at the end of COVID, that's when I decided, you know, I'd been stuck there. I'd been locked down in Toronto for almost 18 months it was time Um, to get out. It was time to go and enjoy the world and explore and see what's out there and um, time for that next chapter to begin.
1: uh, Beth, when you were in Canada, what were you doing for accommodation? Were you using house sitting beforehand Mm -hmm. or how did you organize your sits?
2: I, well, when COVID was on, I was just renting a room because obviously we were all kind of stuck there. No one was traveling, but as things started to open up, people started to leaves people started to go on holiday. Um and funnily enough a lot of Australians had started to reach out and say, listen, we're going back home. We need someone to look after our pets oh, wow. um, using Facebook community community pages. And you know, I said, well, I like pets. I walk dogs. I can do this. It's no, just I- in my neighborhood. So I started doing that and I um built up a small kind of collection of people in my neighborhood who I was sitting for quite regularly. Um, and then, you know, my mum said, you know, you could do this a little bit more. You could probably do this a little bit further than just two streets over. And, uh, me being the firstborn, very stubborn female that I am said, no, mum, I'm not going to listen to you. That's the worst idea you've ever had. <laughs> And of course, I packed up my bags and I started looking for sits outside oh, yeah. of Canada. And then it started progressing from there. It was very quickly that it progressed to almost well full time. But um, but yeah, it 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 was exciting for sure.
0: That's amazing. And did house sitting take you around Canada a little bit before you've ventured um, outside of uh, North America?
2: Yeah, I definitely did. I was able to go to the neighboring provinces. I was able to go to, uh, to Banff as well, which yes. was beautiful. That's, I think, a, a bucket list for a lot of people. So I was able to explore, but then uh, very quickly it, it ventured out to America and to South America and then obviously over to Europe.
0: Wow. Oh, that's so exciting. Now, in some of our interactions via email when we were talking online as well, it came across really strongly that you're passionate about inspiring other people to, you know, take to the road, to travel and to explore house sitting. Um, and especially to inspire women to do this. Tell us a little bit about what's behind that and you know how have you how have you come to to really want to to get women to do this?
2: Yeah, I think, you know, from a young age, women especially get told a lot of times that we can't do it without maybe someone else. Uh, we face a lot of barriers in our life um, every day, whether it be workplace, personal life, social life, everything. And um, it's it can kind of, uh, I guess, put you back a little bit and think or make you second guess the steps that you do take to get to where you want to be, right? And I think um, by... Going out of your shell and trying something that really puts you out there as a female and pushes those boundaries away, it's fantastic because you start to realize that you can do other things. You start to realize that it's not just limited to traveling I have that confidence now in my workplace, in my friendships, in my relationship, wherever it may be. It's really that first stepping stone um, because you are put in a position that is so unique and so different and really so cool. out of your comfort zone, right? By traveling, you might be going somewhere with, as you said, a language barrier, a cultural barrier, a social barrier, and you've achieved that, and then you can really oh, achieve anything. That. Yeah. Yes, so I'm very, that. I'm very passionate about my friends, my family, everyone I love in the, in the women's sphere going we out and doing you. what we they want you. to do.
1: <laughs> the team at Exhale creates brand building content and strategy for businesses and business owners who don't have the access to their own comms team.
0: Yep, consider them your cheeky secret to awesome comms and engagement. The team offers monthly packages of content that include video, e-newsletter copy, social media strategy coaching, and more. But there's currently free training available to download right now. It's called Five Secrets of a Corporate Communications Manager. Take a look at ExhaleMediaGroup.com.
1: All the details you need are over at ExhaleMediaGroup.com. Send an inquiry and mention the Freedom and Four Paws podcasts for twenty percent off any purchase service visit excelmediagroup.com was there a timeline went from start to finish where you went from being a shy sort of girl to right i can do this by myself i can travel the world by myself i'm really confident i can mix in different circles uh, i can learn the language i can immerse myself how long did it take for when you felt really confident in your own abilities to travel solo
2: yeah, I think, you know, Canada was a good stepping stone, but again, it was, it was a little bit of a smoother, easier transition because it was, you know, same language and Canada is a, a mm. lot of Australians as well. We all love going out there. <laughs> Wherever um, Yeah, exactly. Uh, the first time I think that really boosted my confidence, I actually went backpacking around Mexico for a month. Oh, um, yeah. For my very first time ever, you know, being by myself, being in a very foreign country, um, and I think once you've been in a shared minibus on the streets of
1: Mexico,
2: <laughs> you can really achieve anything. Uh, but after that, you know, it was just like, I can do it. You know, it was it was having those doubts. And as soon as you put yourself in that position, you realise that it might seem like a big, unachievable, unattainable task and kind of out of this planet to, to experience. Well, once you do it and, you know, you take one bite of an elephant at a time, it's done, right? And the confidence that comes from that is just out of this world.
0: Absolutely. And I really love that you use the word achieved and you've Mm -hmm. used it a few times and we've used that as well. And it can be little moments, can't it? Like, um, I I don't know, applying for a job and getting it or or realising, you know, we remember we were on the tube in London and all of a sudden... It had the, you know, epiphany. Oh, my God, we know how to get from one side of London to the other. <laughs> and it it does, it, exactly. it feels like an achievement because it is an achievement and you're yeah. a, a bigger, more awesome person for doing it. Um, what do you actually, um, what do you do for work in a lot of the places that you're traveling to? Like, are you settle, settling in the UK for a little bit or...?
2: So I'm very fortunate to work for a remote company. I work in Lovely. the tech field. So I'm very lucky that I can take that with me as kind of my baseline um, as I travel. Um, I supplement a little bit as well with doing some, uh, some music teaching as well. I was a musician back in oh, Australia. Really? So I do that a little bit freelance here and there, but it's definitely, um, for me, a very fortunate experience because I know a lot of people who have this lifestyle focus more so on doing work exchanges or work placements, but I have that solid income that comes in while I travel.
0: That's perfect. Do you have any advice for people who have the same potential as you possibly, but, but you know, don't quite know how to step out of the, the hamster wheel of staying in one place? <laughs> like how can you pitch your remote role or find one?
2: Yeah, definitely. There's plenty out there. Absolutely. And I think um it's really about having conversations with employers about how you work best and what you can bring to the role while remote working. For myself, you know, I said to them, I said, I work best having that work-life balance. Mm. And so without that, I'm not going to be able to succeed as well just sitting in an office nine to five. I'll probably get burnt out. I probably won't end up staying and having that really open conversation with them. I think they prefer um, rather than being forced into, as you said, the hamster wheel of the nine to five and sitting in traffic for an hour. Um, You know, I take less vacation days. I take less sick days because I I just don't feel the need to. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's that balance. And especially, you know, being a, a younger worker the environment is changing. And so I think a lot of businesses are more open to how they can integrate young people into the workforce and how it works best for them. So definitely have those open conversations. And there's lots of great um, websites to find remote work as well and flexible jobs. So use the internet. It's a great resource and it's there.
1: Excellent, excellent. Beth, I'm sure there's still a lot of girls out there um, who are still daunted by the idea of travelling solo, especially for countries like Mexico and South America. There must be a lot of benefits for solo travel. I'm assuming you can be a little bit selfish. You don't have to worry about um, arguing with your partner or if you're in a group, you know, some people (laughs) want to go somewhere in the morning, some might want to go (laughs) in the afternoon, whereas you might want to go now. It must be cost-effective. You're only buying one meal. If you're taking a family, you might be buying three Mm -hmm. or four meals for children. Uh, What are some of the benefits you found as a solo travel?
2: Hmm. Basically everything you describe there, for sure. <laughs> uh the greatest benefit is <laughs> yeah. The greatest benefit is Doing what you want when you want. And I will emphasize that over and over again. You know, if you're a morning person and you love getting up and going for a walk on the beach or doing some exercise in the morning, you can do that without having to worry about someone else and what they want to do. And if they want to sleep in in the morning, you can do the activities that you enjoy, whether it be something, you know, like going to a gallery or maybe something a little bit more adventurous, um, the cost effective you're working within your own budget you're not having to worry about someone else's budget as well and how you can fit your activities around that um often i find travelling solo there's some perks with meeting the locals and oh, i've been yeah. on many a flight where a flight attendant is very lovely and you know gives me a little bit of extra snacks or puts me in a hotel if a flight's cancelled because i'm by myself so there's definitely some benefits of being solo and having uh, i guess other people's support around you
0: Sure. And in terms of um, house and pet sitting, so we often have, um, so we're, and I think you're on our Facebook group about house and pet sitting, there's often comments around how people who are travelling on their own feel like they're at a disadvantage compared with people like us who are travelling as a pair. What's been your experience and and how do you set yourself apart from other people who are applying for house sits around the world? You know, yeah, what's your experience as a solo um, traveller? as are uh, applying for house and pet sits
2: Yeah, I don't think it's a disadvantage at all. I can see why it may be for some locations, if they're regional or for safety reasons, you need two people. Um, But if anything, I I do think it's an advantage. I think there's a lot of people who need house sitters who are similar in uh, their lifestyle, where it might be them by themselves, or they're maybe a little bit younger and just live with even housemates um, and need someone solo to come and sit for them. And so that's a really great I guess, market to tap into. Mm. Um, also, you know, just being solo, it's a lot easier to communicate with the person you're sitting for. It's just you, you know, you're just having that that conversation oh, when they're away with sending photos. Uh, you don't have to worry about, you know, someone else's flight being missed or another person in your duo not getting on a flight mm-hmm. or getting stuck at a customs or anything. There's so many, so many uh things that can occur in this lifestyle. Um but I, I think I think it's just about, you know, really being open and honest and showing up with your references and just being as good a candidate as anyone else and it won't yeah. be a disadvantage.
0: Yeah, perfect advice. Love that. So, Cooper, we've been together a while now. What's one major thing that I love but have a serious problem with?
1: Wine. Oh,
0: my God, that's so rude. I do love wine. But, no, I'm talking about
1: sleep oh yeah you are a light sleeper and you are awake a lot
0: even when we're traveling and housing and i'm not stressed i'll have trouble sleeping but that's often to do with the disrupted routine you know you haven't got your pillow or your same bed or the time zone's different i've had more trouble sleeping as i get older though but i think life's busier these days, and I do think that contributes to, to difficulty sleeping. Now, I have tried a lot of options to help me sleep. And one day while trying to find yet another remedy, I came across cloudy gummies all the way from California in the USA. Now, I chose to try the cloudy mellows for sleep. These include melatonin, ashwagandha and magnesium, and also the cloudy calmies with ingredients to support stress and anxiety throughout the day. Now I honestly didn't think that lollies, as we call them here in Australia, gummies everywhere else, I didn't really think they'd help, but I tried them based on some excellent reviews. And I actually do think they help. I've been trying them for a couple of months and I have noticed a difference. Now, my personal routine is I chew two cloudy mellows before heading off to bed. And if I wake up in the middle of the night, I'll have another couple. And I am falling asleep much faster and easier than I used to. And with no hangover in the morning, which is really great because some sleep remedies do actually cause a hungover feeling in the morning. Uh, Also, the calmies do seem to be helping me maintain my, well, calm during the day. Now, I I do think I'm gonna continue to use the Cloudy products. They've got some other lovely looking products on their website too, which I'm going to double into on my next visit. Now, if you think that these products could be helpful to you in our busy, traveling, sometimes anxiety-filled world, Visit trycloudy.com to to have a look at their products. And we have an exclusive discount code for for our podcast here. It's FREEDOM10, so the FREEDOM and one zero. Pop that in the cart when you're purchasing and you will score 10% off. Now, these guys do ship worldwide. I got my products sent to Australia from America. So go and have a look at their website, trycloudy.com. Pop in the discount code from our podcast or YouTube if you're watching it there, Freedom Ten, and you will score ten percent off your entire purchase.
1: Housing has become quite competitive. You'll find a nice sit somewhere in the world, and you'll go to the toilet, grab a coffee, come back, all of a sudden there's like five to ten people who've yeah. already submitted their applications. How do you stand out from the crowd?
2: Yeah, absolutely, it is very competitive. Even I face it every single day when I look for yeah. sits. Um, I think being very honest in your application, I, I always make sure that something is tailored um, a little bit to the person I'm applying for, whether it be something specific about their pet, how you can handle that, your experience specifically related to that uh, animal. Um, tell a little bit about yourself as well. You want that person to know who you are and what you bring to the table as as bad as is to say, you are selling yourself, essentially. You know, yes, it's if, a job um, if interview. Someone, it's a job interview. If someone's mm-hmm. looking for a house sitter, they have five to 15 people in front of them. You want to sell yourself as the best applicant for this role. So don't be afraid to put your experience, what you offer, what you bring to the table into the application.
1: Yep. So That's how like, long have you been uh, traveling for now, Beth? And how many countries you've been to? <laughs>
2: Uh, I think it's just been about 18 months now, full-time. Um, countries uh, in the last year alone, I think it was about 14 or 15 countries. Oh, that's So brilliant. it's been a great experience. Yeah, i That well, leads it. into
1: our next question. What's your most memorable sit and why? I know it's very hard, but see if you can narrow it down to one. <laughs> yeah.
2: There's so many. I had to think about this so hard. Um, definitely, I think one of the most memorable experiences I had, and this is specifically as a sitter, it was within my first, I think, month of sitting, and I was I was in Canada and I was looking after a very gorgeous, cute little black kitten, very small gets on the counters, very cheeky. Um, (laughs) And, uh, and one day I was, I was working and I realized, hmm, there's no cat around me. And that's very odd for a kitten who's usually at your side 24-7. So I started looking and I I started doing the usual, you know, cat hiding place searches (laughs) and they were on a high rise building. So I was thinking I've left the door open, I've left a window open. It's that panic of, you've lost your passport, you know, you've lost your toddler in the shopping centre, the dread, the sinking feeling. And I was thinking, I'm going to have to call them and I've lost their kitten and I'm going to have to wander the streets of Toronto. So I was looking, I was hunting and severely panicking I would say almost to the point of tears and then I walked into the bedroom and as I walked into the bedroom they had two black cushions on the bed oh. and if you can imagine <laughs> in between the black cushions no. I see a little pair of green eyes open oh, up the little and this darling. kitten had been full had fallen asleep in between these cushions oh. for <laughs> four or five hours while I was pulling my hair out trying to find oh it God. none the wiser so I took a photo and I sent the owners I said crisis averted I found the cat and they oh, were like oh, then. that's a new hiding spot oh, ever since no. then I, I don't think I've ever had a um a panic moment like that but as it's a really house sitter feeling. you will oh, have that, that moment oh, you god. will have that moment
0: oh my god we did we had one <laughs> little dog once that we were looking after in London actually and um I hadn't had a um you I think you were still working and I'd gone to this sit early and they'd actually um they'd already gone on the holidays and they left the key out and everything. So we hadn't met them and we hadn't uh, met the pet. So I let myself in and, you know, said hello, to this little dog. And he was really beautiful, but he's, you can tell he's kind of like,
1: hey. Who's the random boy? <laughs> you.
0: <laughs> but um, this massive storm came over and um, I think they'd left a note somewhere saying that he did get scared of storms. And they lived in this like really beautiful three-story house and where was it? Um, like, uh, oh, the big park, a uh, nice area anyway, North London. And anyway, we were looking, uh, you came home eventually and I'm like, oh, I can't oh. find the dog. And <laughs> we were looking all over the place under the beds and everything. And he'd found his way into the laundry and like hidden himself behind the laundry basket because he was scared oh, of a goodness. storm that came over. And so we eventually found him. I'm like, how did he get out? Like all the doors yeah. and- it started to have that same panic it's like I can't have lost this dog already I've only been here yes. for two hours That's
1: one and
2: it sticks your in your thread. head oh. yeah oh God. It, it's, oh you God. always remember
0: it <laughs> now um maybe recently you've seen a couple of threads on the Facebook group and we've seen it in media as well there's been mm-hmm. some unfortunately you know negative stories about how sitting in in the media and on these threads which does surprise us because we feel like it's a wonderful way of life. Um, we've only had
1: positive experiences. Yeah, we've only
0: had positive experiences and we feel like you see it like that as well. Um, but, yeah, what's your response to some of that? Is it, is it the wrong way to be looking at it? Yeah, what are people missing by looking at the negative, do you think?
2: Yeah, I do see it a lot and I see it, I've definitely seen it more recently on social media and the media, as mm. you've said. Um I think it comes down to both parties, both the sitter and the person you're sitting for, into how you experience this. And I think that's where it can go negatively. Um, Obviously, as you said, I love it. I've only had positive experience. It's been great, and I rave about it to everyone. Yes. But I do also think that you have to keep in mind, and I say this to anyone who's considering it, it is a, it is a job. You know, you are there yes. looking yes. after someone's home. You're doing a paid service in an exchange method. So for exactly. free. So you do have to treat it like such. I think sometimes people come at it with the mindset of it's a free Air Airbnb, or on the other way, it's free work. It's a work co-op and I don't have to pay them. That's totally um, right. Yep. Yeah, which I think, you know, you the do have word, responsibilities. Though. Exactly. You do have responsibilities. You do have tasks that you have to achieve when you're doing this. It's amazing you get free accommodation. It's great. It's fantastic, and you know you get to explore so many beautiful places. But there is a responsibility that comes with it, and I think that if people don't have that mindset going into it, it can be a negative experience. And as we know, the negatives always come out more so than the positives in the media. They're the things that are going to shine bright (laughs) rather than the good news. But uh, we're here to say that there is the goods of it, and it is a great experience. But you do have to have that right mindset.
0: You're absolutely right. I couldn't have said it better myself. Hey, fellow adventurers, if you've found your way here, we want to let you know that there's even more great free resources available for you to make the most of your work-life experiences, whether you're on the road as a remote worker
1: or digital nomad, or you just want more freedom in your business. Join thousands of other like-minded people in our Facebook group. Find our page, Travel Live Learn, and follow the links to our group from there. Also, visit travellivelearn.com, and sign up for our VIP mailing list.
0: Yes, Cooper, by joining, you'll instantly score our free and easy training, Five Secrets of a Corporate Communications Manager to up-level your income and brand. Other bonus downloads are also included, like an exclusive 25% off code to join one of our most used travel resources, Trusted
1: House Sitters. Visit travellivelearn.com for all the details. Beth, can I ask a question from the left field as a guy? Mm-hmm. Does solo travelling interfere with your romance, your love life?
2: <laughs> it make um, it better. <laughs> listen, I think it makes it better, but no, it could I... have some interferences for sure. I'm sure there's a lot of broken hearts somewhere that will tell me <laughs> that it's interfered. Love it. <laughs> um, I think it just gives you a little bit more openness when you travel to, you know, meeting new people, yeah. We're of a day and age where we have the internet as well, which is great. So you can really meet anyone from around the world these days. So I think it's just putting the internet into real life. Um. And I mean, you know, maybe one day I'll find someone who loves pet sitting as much as me and can come along with me for the ride. Oh, that's so
0: beautiful. You make sure yeah. you let us know about that story, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what's on the horizon for the year to
2: come for you? Wow, I actually have kept my calendar open for once for uh, the next six months i'm kind of seeing where it goes um i have a lot of steady clients that i like to make myself available for um to sit with but i'm seeing you know more people are turning to using house sitting in really great locations so i Mm -hmm. i want to be a little bit more open to that and to see if i can travel to some new places that i haven't experienced before but definitely still house sitting there's no plan of stopping that anytime in the next six to eight months i'm here for the long ride.
0: that's lovely. Hey Beth do you um did you start using a service like trusted house editors for example and do you continue to use paid services or are you now a mix of social media paid services referrals
2: yeah hmm. Yeah, I used Trusted House Sitters uh, when I first began and I still do use it quite frequently, but I also use a lot of Facebook community pages, uh, whether it be Facebook house sitting pages, uh, my local Canadian community pages are really great and also a lot of Australian Facebook pages to Australians in whatever country we're in. Uh, I, I I still continue to do it as an exchange, I still don't take any financial compensation for it. I you know, I'm sure lots of people think that there's an opportunity there. But for me, it's just about the accommodation. It's about the relationships I form. It's about the experience more so. So yeah. um, I stay away from those kind of sites. But, yeah, the Facebook pages and Trusted House is are really great resources. And tell people to tell their friends. Word of mouth is even better. Yep,
0: yeah, absolutely. Actually, we we look at it like that too. We love mm. the experience and the people that you meet in the community. And the pets, like we were, we were living in London for six or so years and couldn't have a dog then, and that's how we ended up actually finding house and pet sitting because we desperately, we were stalking animals on the street, um, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah, so um, it just gave us Always. And then it opened up things. So, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Totally feel you there.
1: So how can people follow you online? You're living an amazing life. Yeah, You're where do we find We can't wait to get, <laughs> get over there. Do you have any sort of websites that people can follow on social media?
2: Yeah, I'm a big social media user as everyone my age. So I do have Instagram um, and then I do have a TikTok, which I've started to post more regularly on oh, at my friend's request because they awesome. love seeing the videos of my chaotic lifestyle as I'm trying to wrangle six dogs and catch buses in Portugal. Amazing.
0: That's awesome. Well we'll make sure we get the links and we'll drop them yes. um with the podcast and the YouTube episode. Um absolute pleasure to talk to you very today. Very cool Beth you're a ray of sunshine thank you. and we can see that you're, you know, enjoying what you do and you are an inspiration to other people who are doing this. So thank you very much for sharing just a snippet of that with us today. I appreciate it.
2: No, thank you for taking the time.
0: Thanks for joining us on the Freedom and Four Paws podcast. This production has been inspired by our awesome Facebook community. Join the group by searching Pets and House Sitting Travel and Digital Nomads or find the group via the link on our Facebook page, Travel Live Learn.
1: This podcast is brought to you by travellivelearn.com. Visit the site today to find out more about this podcast, access show notes, and sign up to our mailing list for free house and pet sitting application templates, guides, and a 25% off registration code for trusted house sitters.
0: If you love this content and want more of it, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or your favourite podcast service. You can find us on YouTube too. Look up Travel Live Learn. Until next time, give your pet a pat from us and say yes to that next adventure.